0: Welcome to the Going Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Randy Zinn. I'm a mother, an author, and an entrepreneur who is committed to and curious about living a life that is always evolving. This is a lifestyle podcast covering health, both body and mind, self care, why it is a necessity and how tough it can be to master, entrepreneurship, its ups and downs cultural disruption and the topics we sometimes avoid, as well as love, sex, friendship, and more. This podcast is a place and a community for people who are willing to do the hard work of growth, who want the tools and inspiration to step into it, and who want to grow each and every day of their lives. I interview movement makers, leaders, survivors, writers, and founders. Their stories move me and will move you to cultivate more strength and clarity during every step of your day. Enjoy today's episode and thanks for spending time with me at this very special place in my life over here at the Going Beyond Podcast. If you're enjoying the Going Beyond Podcast, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. When you subscribe, our weekly episode arrives right onto your device on whichever platform you've subscribed from. We also appreciate five-star ratings and reviews. Thanks so much for your support, friends. We're so glad you're hanging with us. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode. Thank you for being here. I'm always so grateful that you spend your time with me. These conversations are always near and dear to my heart because they always seem to be exactly what I need. And I hear from you, my listeners, that they seem to be what you need when you listen. So thanks for being here. Today's guest, I'm really excited to get to know. Um, She comes via dear friends of mine. And when I went down the rabbit hole of her work, I was like, this is one of my people. She might not know that yet, but I know it. (laughs) She's laughing because she's already here. I'm going to welcome to the show, Alex L. Um, I'll introduce her, but first, hey, Alex.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I really can't wait to dive into our conversation. We actually share so many... Passions and commitments to the work of women and people. So I just know that we're going to get real and deep kind of quickly. I can just feel that vibe. But for those listening today, um, I'll just tell you a little bit about Alex. She's an author and a wellness consultant living in Washington, DC with her husband and her children. Writing came into her life by way of therapy and the exploration of healing through journaling. And Alex has some amazing offerings on her website. I really encourage all of you to go there. I hung out there this morning for a while and signed up for her newsletter. She, through the work of storytelling, poetry, and narrative writing, really shapes experiences for people to go deep and to explore their inner selves and make community and self-care practices. Um, Her work is really amazing. And she's written multiple books, most recently After the Rain, and others called Neon Soul. And Today I Affirm, a journal that nurtures self-care. She's also the host of the Hey Girl podcast. So also a fellow podcaster. So Alex, I too am a writer. I too have found immense healing as well as the incredible power of creating community through writing. So Mm -hmm. i love to hear about why this and why this like really specific focus to what happens when women spend their time writing and expressing, tell us about it.
1: Mm. So, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be in conversation with you. And to start off our conversation, I think being able to stand in our power on the page gives us this really in-depth look and introspective opportunity to share our stories it doesn't have to necessarily be you know in front of an audience or in book form or what have you but i've had so many people say that sharing their story on the page that starting that process of gaining clarity and writing to heal has just shaped so many lives. I mean, myself included, as you mentioned, I um, found writing to heal through therapy. And it wasn't until then, I've always been a writer, but it wasn't until I made the intentional choice to get curious about my pain, to get curious about my joy, and to really lean into all the different nuances and experiences that life has to offer from a lens of, you know, "Hmm, what is that teaching me? What can that teach me? And being able to do that on the page just change the game. And I think it's important that women are comfortable doing that because that is really where we find our answers. Like Committing to being our own inner expert is something that we aren't taught. And when we're able to tap into that inner expert, things just become a lot clearer for us and self-trust becomes a lot more accessible.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are so many things I would relate to with what you just said. One being that writing in so many ways, a form of therapy, because if you think about what happens when you commit to the therapeutic experience, one, you're creating this safe, sacred environment for yourself and with another. And it's kind of like that freeing moment when you express things and say things that maybe you hadn't before, or maybe you hadn't seen it that way. And it mm-hmm. comes out and it's like this gem of realization. So I see writing as similar, almost like the journal is the therapist and the process is that therapeutic you know, release and that uncovering of truth. Oh, I get that. I feel that so, so much. And then the other piece that I really relate to with what you're talking about is like, I really think that a huge limitation for women is truly that harnessing of our power and our voice. So what better thing to do than to start with our own words?
1: Yeah, and start on the page and really be like, huh, that was in me that or or I can shift that. You know, I tell my clients and students all the time that it's easy to just, you know, think about things and swirl them around in our head and overthink about things. But when we are able to put pen to paper and make charts and make lists and do guided journaling prompts and just really have a moment of reflection, it allows us to Brain dump and also be constructive with whatever is coming up in our process. We can think about our pain all day long, but until we're actually able to put a call to action to heal, we're going to continue swirling that around in our minds. And, you know, as a writer by profession, like, of course, I lean on the page, but I've had people who have never journaled before who are now avid journalers and avid celebrators of writing to heal and writing to figure out who they are. I mean, I think that is so major. And that is really how we take our power back. When we're able to learn who we are through our own experiences, instead of running from it, when we're able to greet our fear, instead of running from it and facing it head on, we are able to see what is on the horizon, what is on the other side of our pain. And then we do the same, we can do the same thing with our joy, you know, like Standing in gratitude and being able to find moments of appreciation, even when things may be adverse, we can still celebrate ourselves and our joy in moments of grief. So having that duality as well, that both and situation is so, so magnificent. And being able to do that in my journal and with other folks in community through writing practice has just been not only community building, but it reminds us that we're never alone in our struggles.
0: Oh yeah. So true. And you know, the other thing too, wouldn't you say that nine times out of 10, so many of the things that we fester upon in our own minds and our own hearts, we actually know the answers. Like they're actually inside of us. We just always take that time and that space to actually be with our thoughts and see them come out and slow down to open to it. Wouldn't you say that?
1: Yeah, I would absolutely say that. And that brings me back to the point about being our own inner expert and getting really curious about the lessons that we have learned and the self-trust that it takes to know that you have your answers within. Are you ready to find them? And I learned in therapy, like the therapist doesn't have your answers. Only you do. I mean, I had a therapist say those exact words to me and encourage me to lean in and get curious and to you know, explore what my inner voice was trying to tell me. And I didn't know exactly how to do that. But once I started practicing it, and I'm a big believer that practice creates ritual, I was able to say, huh, I do know this answer. And if I don't know, I would, I can take it back to my therapist and they can help me talk through it so that I can find out. I mean, it's a lot of responsibility to show up and find your answers and to, you know, get curious and stuff like that. It takes a lot of emotional labor and work, but it is so rewarding, especially in a society that tells us that everyone else outside of us knows our answers, that everyone else outside of us should be validating us when really it all starts with home. And when I say home, I mean the self, right? So self-validation, self-love, self-worth. Yes, we are human beings who are social and who need community, but also we have to get in tune with ourselves. There is not enough outward validation that can be had if you do not validate yourself. There's not enough enough external love that can make you love yourself. So it's like getting really deep into our pain, into our trauma, into our success, into our failures, and understanding that it's not always going to be a walk in the park, but it's worth it, especially if we're willing to show up.
0: Oh yeah. And we have to get better. What I love about this idea of like this deep soulful writing practice and ritual. And I love that you brought up the word ritual. I'm a huge fan of ritual. I think we need a lot more of it in our culture, but I think we also need to get better at sitting in discomfort. Like we've yeah. to get better at getting uncomfortable. And one of the things that I think has been very powerful about this period of time, meaning, pandemic, shutdown, you know, things that maybe some of us never wanted to see. We see like right in bright light on video. There's things that we have to face and we have to sit in the walls of our home and feel our pain. And we got to get better at it. It's something that's been really, you know, I think most of us just run at or have had the privilege to run. So Mm -hmm. what a blessing to get better at it, you know, because there's so much truth on the other side. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd love to hear more about your the journey of creating your work because it's one thing to have a personal experience like you've had from you know the therapy experience to journaling and to what it created for you but then what you've created for others you know between your events and your workshops and writing your books you've created a lot from this profound what I would assume is a really personal experience so I know that there's people like you, there's people like myself who create platforms out of very vulnerable personal spaces. And I'd I'd love to hear more about that journey for you and about how that's evolving.
1: Well, I think that people really relate to authenticity and they really relate to firsthand accounts of healing. I think that's important to share, especially in this day of social media, where things are so filtered and so pretty and so, you know, put together. I mean, something that I do with my work is make sure people know that there is a mess there has been a mess, you know, and that's okay. It is not this perfect. I have arrived. I am an expert. I am a guru because I am none of those things. I am a student of life. And with that comes these vulnerable sharing moments and experiences that so many other women, all women, I'm really blessed to have a Super diverse community, but being a Black woman in this work and being able to be, you know, the representation of what healing can look like for all women, but also specifically for Black women, that is so sacred to me and so special. So the mission behind my work is to continue to teach people how to write to heal. Of course, there's some things that I don't share and won't share, but the things that I'm willing to share and be open about, I do so because it's community building to know that you're not alone in that anxiety. You're not alone in that depression. You're not alone in what you went through as a child. You know, you're not alone for feeling like you don't have a voice or that you're silenced and standing alone. And here is how you can stand in your power and uncover the things that have maybe been holding you back and know that it's okay to mess up. It's okay to rise up and it's okay to start over. And I think that more people need those reminders, especially in a world that you know, projects that we should always be doing something. We should always be being productive. We should hide our pain and turn away from it because there's another thing that needs to be done. But we have to start thinking about self-care as community care and how we're showing up in our work and our relationships and in our communities. We have to take care of ourselves and that requires getting introspective that requires putting things on the page, that requires showing up fully so that we can then show up in our communities and our roles as people who are full and not depleted. So I say all of that to say, like it's an ebb and flow process. It's a journey that I think people can relate to. And because of that relatability, I'm able to you know, really be authentic about my passion and not present like I have it all figured out because I don't. And I think that people- like knowing that.
0: Oh my gosh, Alex. Thank you. I relate to so much of what you just said, just like on such a heart centered level. I think I too can just say, I feel similarly in that I, in the work I've done over the course of years, as you know, my, the platform I created called beyond mom. And now this platform going beyond movement, I have never proclaimed to have it all figured out. If anything, I have just led with my own vulnerability and authenticity. And I agree with you. It is the magic piece and it's the piece where people feel safe and all that means is that you know you have to be you know just brave enough within yourself to say okay. i'm not going to share everything of course but i'm going to tell you where i have my pain points and where I'm trying to figure things out. And then maybe where I have figured something out. And, you know, as far as being a leader of healing for women of color, I commend you. It is so needed, it's so powerful. And I just value that so much as well. So I know also you're a mom as well. I am too. Yeah, I have
1: three kids, three daughters.
0: Yes, I love me some daughters. I have a daughter. (laughs) How old are your
1: kids? I have a newly 13-year-old. She Uh turned 13 a couple weeks ago. And I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old. Well, goodness, I have a almost three-year-old. She'll be three in January, which is wild. And then I have a one-year-old who is just trying to keep up with her two big sisters.
0: (laughs) My gosh. So you're busy. How, I mean, I could answer this question all day in and out, like how motherhood has shaped my growth and my vulnerability and my voice, (laughs) my creativity, everything. But I'd love to hear a little bit about that for you.
1: I mean, in short, I think what I'm learning every day through motherhood is that as I mother my children, I must continue to mother myself. Hmm. And that's just what it is in a nutshell. I could totally go on and on about it. But the more I think about motherhood and how it's played a role in my life and what it's meant for me, the idea of continuing to nurture my inner child and mother my inner child is given space and grace through mothering my children, especially my girl children, you know, like, It's so amazing to have daughters and it's so amazing to be able to see them as a mirror and then have, you know, the
0: same vice versa. So
1: yeah, that's what I would say to that. Mothering has taught me how to mother myself.
0: I love that, Alex. I really relate. Again, I feel like (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I created a whole brand around exactly what you just said and that our the self-growth that occurs in motherhood is profound. And it really is the turning of a page. It's not this whole idea of going back into something. I hate that phrase. Like, let me get back, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever, like we're not going back, you know, we're going forward, we're shifting, we're growing, we're nurturing, we're loving, and we include ourselves more so than ever. So I'm with you entirely on that. So I'd love to hear your reflections on the power of like facing our pain right now. Like there's so much going on in the world. And I think because you're creating spaces for that level of introspection and hearing the thoughts, the feelings, the worries, the joys of the people that you're working with and creating spaces for, like what are you thinking about this period of time we're in, both from the challenge aspect of it, as well as the transformational aspects of it?
1: I think that this collective grief that we've all experienced during this year, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, we've all been touched by this extreme amount of grief and loss in some way, shape or form, that with that, there is also the power and the ability for collective healing and collective curiosity and coming together in whatever form that is to say, I see you and I hear you and I feel you. And that's something I've been really thinking about a lot lately as we loop back into you know, self-care as community care and what it means to be grieving as a whole, but then also healing as a whole. And as I teach my courses and all of those awesome community building things, I see a recurring theme of we are in this together and truly in this together. I feel like that's been the most powerful thing is to truly be in this together on both sides.
0: Mm, I love that. And I think the more we lean into that truth, the better we're going to be able to handle the things that can feel so divided. Because on the flip side of that, particularly in the realm of politics and the election, and even perspectives on how we're handling pandemic, it can feel so incredibly divided, and that we don't know, you know, where are our safe spaces for that level of vulnerability and healing. It makes me feel comforted that spaces like what you're creating exist where we can be heard and we can grieve and feel and heal collectively. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I clearly could talk to you forever. Um, We share many life philosophies. I really value your commitment to creativity as a pathway for growth, for healing, for community. It's so special. Do share with our listeners where to find you, what are some upcoming ways to engage with you? I mean, anything else you'd want us to know about?
1: Yeah, sure. So you can find me at alexl.com. You can also find free writing practices under the freebies section. You can also join my email list and listen to my podcast and keep a lookout for my courses that are gonna be happening virtually in 2021. The next one will be out I believe in January, I'm still working through that. And where else on Instagram, Alex underscore E L L E. And of course on my podcast, the Hey Girl podcast, and I welcome you with open arms to the community and I'm wishing everyone who's listening ease, emotional rest and good days ahead. Mm.
0: Thank you so much, Alex. That just made my heart soften as you said that Mm,
1: you're so welcome (laughs) i this was wonderful thank you so much for having me
0: thank you alex for all you do and for hanging out with me today and listeners thank you for being part of this soul soothing conversation i hope that it brought you a sense of peace with your own emotional experience and perhaps some direction as to maybe where you might use a tool like writing to explore what's going on in your inner world. And I hope that it did. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, what are you waiting for? This is the way to never miss an episode. And I truly always appreciate your support. So thank you. And we'll see you next week.